This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Boys. Bloody, 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 bloody weekend. What's up? What's up, MMA Takes Podcast? Um, Probably the worst picking weekend of my life. The worst, uh, maybe not the worst gambling. Because I, I got lucky with some of the no contests, but definitely I've never picked as bad. I went two and nine on my picks. Ugh, I mean, that is that is uh that is awful. We're gonna get to everything. We're gonna recap everything. I'm gonna tell you I feel about it. You know what I mean? We'll get we'll get into the nuts and bolts. Back to back losing weeks does not sit well with me, but what does sit well? I want to start on a positive note here. Um, I've been hounding you guys, and I mean fucking hounding you guys to like, comment, uh, so, excuse me, subscribe, like, uh, rate, review on iTunes. It helps shows out when you're trying to get sponsorships, which we'll talk about later. I have uh, an update, kind of. So a guy, Joe Bryan, I believe that's his name. He follows me on Twitter. He he's a loyal. Uh, listener, a good follow on Twitter, so go follow him on Twitter. Um, great dude. Um, he commented and, and, and reviewed, um, host Brian puts out quality MMA content twice a week, breaking down the upcoming card, and then another reviewing fight results. Length of the show is perfect at an hour and fits in detailed rough fight analysis and some light comedy. <sighs> I'm fucking funny. Some qual- sound quality is professional and host has the skills of a career radio personality, a top broadcast of many MMA shows. Woo! Five stars, two thumbs up. Uh, now that's how you rate and review, right? Um, I appreciate that so much, Joe. If if, if that is your name, I'm, I'm excuse me if I'm blanking. Thank you so much for everyone that's rate and viewed. I got another review as well um, by another gentleman. Perfect. It helps with the sponsors. Speaking of sponsors, we might as well get into it, huh? So I told you guys that you know I was nibbling. I had some contact and blah blah blah. Well. Haven't had contact since. I was told I would know by the weekend if the latest Monday. Today's Monday. I sent some emails out. Did not place a call, but I did send some emails out. Have not got anything back. So um, let's just get into it. It was DraftKings, guys. I fucking took a swung at the big boys, right? My little tiny show took a swing. Again, I have no problem stepping the plate when fucking Clayton Kershaw is throwing 90, 90 at me. I'm swinging. I'm swinging, right? You put me in there, Francis Aganyu. I'm getting put out on a stretcher, but I'm swinging, all right? That's how I feel about the show. Well, the worst they can do is say no. I got through to somebody, right? The the, the, the gentleman I talked to liked my pitch. And, uh, you know, and I knew it was a long time, so I'm not disappointed. So basically, you know, they have, there's an affiliate program that you sign up for. Sign up for that, then they make you fill out basically this page of of your numbers right um where you live at what's your demographic how many listeners do you have where you live what you're following what you're this what you're that so i wrote that and at length took me an hour to fill this out just because i want to make everything you know right and then that little thing was when i got an email back saying hey you know we're going to give you a call then or i'm going to give you a call we're going to give you a call and then i got a call from a gentleman I don't want to out his name or anything who works for, he's a marketer or affiliate. He works for the affiliate program. I believe how he's addressed himself and he liked my shit. He listened to it. It was about a day or two before I got the call after I submitted everything. You know, I submitted links, YouTube links and, and, and podcast links, whatever. 
and he and he liked it. Then I pitched him, and I feel like I got through to him on the pitch. And he, and he, of course, I told you guys it was it was it was supposed to go to the next level. Um, it, he wasn't the decision maker; he was just like the feeler guy, I guess, or whatever. And uh, so I guess it went to the next level, and maybe failed out. I don't know. Um, but I want to be transparent. I, I hate when shows, you know, they 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 tease something and they don't tell you. Maybe embarrassed. They may be this. Uh, you know, lawyers won't let me say this. What? No, we're not that show. I'm going to tell you what it is. Um, I figured. Listen, DraftKings just spent 300 million dollars partnering with the UFC. I have an MMA podcast, a gambling MMA podcast that I think is pretty good. Uh, our numbers are pretty good. I mean, they're not Rogan, but for a small independent podcast that I'm doing out of my spare bedroom, making zero dollars, I feel like we're pretty good. And I was like, fuck it, why not me, huh? Sometimes you got to go, why not me? And uh, yeah, and I got kind of at the door. So it's it's one of those things where it didn't work out for me in the in the long run. I obviously didn't think I was going to get rich, and DraftKings was going to all of a sudden discover me and push me down people's throats and you know what i mean i didn't, I didn't expect that what i expected was i i kind of wanted to get maybe like a promo code out there i think that would kind of legitimize me um i have tim who does you know part of the show he does great uh dfs breakdowns you know it's something that i don't really i'm not i've never done i think i've done it a million years ago but <clears throat> currently it's not on my radar but tim's very good at it he does multiple lineups a weekend and uh, I just thought we kind of had a good formula, you know, and, and uh, yeah, so, but listen, the point of the story is, is you're going to get rejected. You're going to get ghosted, but keep motherfucking swinging. Keep swinging. Why not? What's the worst that can happen? That's why I never understood where guys were, uh, you know, afraid to talk to girls. What's the worst thing they can say? No. You go up to a girl, be like, hey, what's up? You want to dance? No. Okay, cool. Okay. Hey, can I get your number? No. Okay, cool. What the, what, what? Who cares? They said no. Someone's going to say yes. I mean, unless you have like, you know, really ugly. I mean, someone's going to say yes eventually. Keep swinging. And uh, I'm going to keep swinging. I'm going to keep uh, launching out there. I want to legitimize this podcast. And, and, and I'll tell you guys, I mean, this is from the bottom of my heart. The long-term goal, obviously, with this would be incredible if this, if this turned into a full-time gig. But right now. I'm just looking to kind of legitimize this and take it to the next level. I don't care if I make a dollar a month off this or if, you know, cause you got to pay for certain things, you know, you got to pay for where you host your podcast at. And I pay for Streamyard. If I got those covered, I'd be fucking Gucci. It's not about money right now for me. It's about putting out content. And listen, I'm far from perfect. I need to tweak some things. I'm constantly trying to figure out what I can evolve, what I can get better at, who I can add, you know, what I can do to get my name out there, all these things. I'm constantly thinking about it. The problem is, is, you know, I got two kids. Okay. I got a wife. So I, I don't get enough time to tweet or promote or, um, do certain things, but you know, we're going to get there. We're going to get there guys. Ride with me, rock with me, let go. One other thing before we recap my awful night, uh, I said I would mention it and I'm going to mention it. Devin Tejada, former guy in the show, even though his uh, he launched his podcast, check the kick MMA podcast with Devin T. Um, it's on Spotify right now. It's eventually going to come to iTunes. I know iTunes takes a couple of days for them to approve it. So look at that. If you're a Devin fan, you know I encourage you guys to do that. I did listen to the first show. He did not mention MMA takes. He kept saying former MMA uh, thing he was on network or he was on or whatever. Eh, okay, do you? Do you? I'm going to give him a shout out though. Um, so uh, yeah, go check that out. If you like, 
in-depth analysis. If you like, you know, a guy talking MMA, uh, yeah, check the kick MMA podcast with Devin T. There it is. Go support. Go, go. Uh, yeah, go listen. All right, let's. Uh, God damn, I gotta do this. I don't want to do it. Do I gotta do it? All right, fuck it. All right, let's recap. <laughs> so, I. You know what? I have my little book here. Using my books to kind of put away. Let's let's go over the bets I had for this weekend, okay? Let's go over everything I've taken. All right. That's that. Okay. So I had my last my last hurrah. I took all my money out of FanDuel except $46.80. So I put $46.80 uh, on uh, Jonathan Martinez to win by KO. It's plus $250. He lost by knockout. <laughs> okay. Um, I had Manel Cop, right? I had a full unit on Manel Cop. He lost. I think he got robbed. We'll talk about it. Um, that one stings. I had Courtney Casey, little sprinkle as the underdog there, half a unit. She lost. Thought she got robbed. I had a prop parlay. I had, or excuse me, I had a prop, not a parlay. I had Kate by KO. That didn't happen. And I had Stewart by decision, which was a push. So I got my money back. So that's kind of a win. I had wit by sub, another prop, half a unit loss, obviously. He got KO'd in 16 seconds. I also had Jason Witt straight for a unit. He lost. Got KO'd in 10 seconds. Uh, I had Edwards, uh, another uh, the, the kind of a built-in parlay DraftKings does. It was Edwards to win in under three and a half rounds. I was confident that he was going to go out there and look like a madman and finish Bilal. He looked good in the first round. We'll get into the fights. Obviously, no contest. Got my money back. I had Rojo, Masala Rojo by KO, 0.2 units, lost that one at plus 800. I had uh, half a unit on Rojo straight, lost that one. Jason Witt straight, which we already got to. And then, of course, I had my slime ball parlay. I had Martinez, Haparas, and Edwards, and uh, Haparas won. Martinez got knocked out, Edwards would have pushed. So uh, that's what I had. And uh, as you can tell, I did not do too great. Right. Let's go to the main event. Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad. My star system's back. I'm on fire. Uh, Leon Edwards gets a one and Bilal Muhammad gets a, or excuse me, Leon Edwards gets a three and Bilal Muhammad gets a one. Let me explain. Um, I think Leon Edwards looked really good. I thought he looked motivated. I thought he came out aggressive. Uh, you know, I like the way he came out I, and, and, uh, and I thought it was going to be a rough night for Bilal. Bilal in that first round, what we got to solve of him. You know, he got kicked in the head, cut, and really just didn't do anything. Didn't threaten with takedowns. His hands weren't there. The pressure that we've known from him wasn't there. Leon just completely shut him down. And, uh, you know, I know it's a five-round fight, and Bilal took this on short notice, and and, and you got to give him credit for that. But um, I just I really didn't think it was going to be a good night for Bilal the way Leon came out. And Leon's a cardio machine. He can do that for five rounds. And Bilal's a cardio machine too, but – I mean, he got kicked in the head, flush in the side of the head, wild him a little bit, and then Leon was landing some punches as well. And Leon's not the biggest knockout artist in the world, but I just thought over he was just going to overwhelm uh, Bilal. And the one thing Bilal had going for him was his pressure and his, you know, always going forward, throwing punches, not big punches, but they're they're in your face, and he's going to mix in takedowns. He didn't really do that. Leon Edwards in, in, initiated the clinch quite a bit. He likes to throw that elbow off the clinch. It was... Leon Edwards completely dominate. He gets a three simply because I didn't see enough of him, right? But I was impressed. And Bilal gets a one just because of that one round 
wasn't a great round for him. I know we got to see the second round and he got his, you know, he got his eye poked like right in the beginning of the second round. But again, I can't judge that, right? As far as the eye poke go, I have no problem with them ruling a no contest. I know a lot of people up in arms. Why didn't Leon get disqualified? Because they warned him in the first round with it. I think, and again, I'm an MMA fanatic. I should know all the rules front and back. I think it's up to the ref's discretion if it was intentional. So I don't think you can compare, and you maybe can compare them as the rules is written, but I don't think you can look at what Petrion did and what Leon Edwards did. Leon Edwards was warned about the fingers. Both times, I believe, were accidents, right? Petrion looked at his corner, had the had the cognate sense to go and rush him. Should I kick him? What, the, the guy, Pahumpa from American Top Team's like, no. The other Russian guy who just doesn't, literally, he's never been in the States before and, and sleeps with his, his wife's a bear. Uh, goes, yes, and he fucking knees him, like, very blatantly in the head. Um, you can't compare the same. I know they're both illegal fouls, uh, and and Petra wasn't warned, and and, and, uh, and obviously Sterling couldn't continue, and Bilal couldn't continue as well, but there's been a lot of eye pokes in MMA, and I think it's just really up to the ref's discretion. A lot of people are kind of throwing Herb Dean on the bus in this one. You know, it is what it is. I'm happy for the no contest. I think they should run it back. I mean, I know Leon wants to move on and go for the title. That's cool. I know he's won a lot, but a lot of the guys he's already beaten haven't really turned all that great since he's beat them. Bilal was an up-and-comer, uh, and I, even though the first round was was smooth sailing, it was a five-round fight. You know, you got to give him better for the doubt. But, yeah, I think Leon, if they rematch, Leon's going to take that, take that one again. As far as the glove controversy goes, I'm all for getting new gloves. I've always have been. Um, Trevor Whitman went on Rogan and, and he has a pair of gloves that the UFC has looked at. They love, but they want to own it. He wasn't really down with that. Uh, just giving up the rights. And I believe there is, he said on Rogan that the company century used to make the gloves. If you see century used to be all over dicks, right? I don't think, I don't think they make the gloves anymore. I know they don't make the gloves anymore. They still make some, they still might make some of the consumer products, but this other company makes the gloves in it's, According to Trevor Whitman, it's not just a clean, cut, dry thing. Like, we're not using anymore. We're going to go with these guys. There is some kind of process. There is some contract involved. Obviously, there's an event this weekend. We're not going to have new gloves. I mean, they can't make, you know, they make, well, so there's, let's say there's there's 26 fighters fighting, right? You got to make 26 pairs of gloves, but you also got to make backup gloves. You also got to make gloves in all different sizes because there's different hand sizes. So I don't know if there's a company alive that's out there right now that can make 26 gloves by by Saturday and also get it approved by the commission. You gotta, you also got to think of that. However, with that all being said, regardless, I, I want new gloves. There are plenty of glove options out there. I'm a glove freak. I just reviewed Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Whitman's Onyx gloves, the Velcro. I just got them in. Awesome pair of gloves. Go to YouTube, MMA Takes Podcast. See me hit the bag a little bit. You'll see me break my shin when I kick it. Subscribe too while you're over there. Great pair of gloves. I've been a gearhead when I, I mean, I've been boxing since I was 18. So I've, I literally have had gloves, different distance, different sets of boxing gloves since I was 18. So 14 years, 15 years. I, I can't do math. Almost 16 years, 15 years. And um, started training when I was 23, 22 in MMA till 27 28 and so that four-year gap i used tons of equipment um i've never actually tried on the pride gloves i saw people using the pride gloves i've tried on gloves that are similar to pride where they curve your hand 
Um, I've actually never been, whenever I've trained MMA, well, like MMA stand-up in practice, I've never been poked in the eye with MMA gloves. I've always, I've only been poked with thumbs and boxing, with boxing gloves on, but that's just, you know, that's just, that's just what it is. But there's a million different options out there and fighters on board with it. Not one fighter has good things to say about these UFC gloves. There's gotta be more than just, okay, we're, we're switching gloves. There's gotta be some kind of hurdle that we're not. We're not being told by the UFC, and, I, and I'm, I'm kind of curious of, of what it is. Um, but as far as the main event goes, I thought Leon looked great. He got three. Bilal got one. Co-main event, if you want to call it that, Ryan Spann versus Misha Shurkinov, a fight I got wrong. I did not bet Misha, though. He's my sent him home. I should have bet, and I literally said it a million times with Tim on the Friday night show. This is going under one and a half. This is going under one and a half. This is going under one and a half. And I just didn't bet it. It was a low number. And I didn't fucking bet it like an idiot. I had Serkinov. He got a zero for me. He looked unmotivated. He looked hairy. He's been out for a while. His chin's still a big problem. He literally like stands like sideways. Ryan Spann, again, is a big guy, big power puncher, and, 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 and closed the show. And Ryan got a three, and, and Serkinov got a zero. Not much else to say. Um, I don't think Serkinov. I mean, both these guys are fucking ranked at 205, which is an absolute joke. I know Serkinov's got some wins. He's got a win over Jimmy Crute the last time out, but and he's lights out on the ground. He really is on the ground. But this isn't fucking grappling. I think you need to go play some jujitsu. Go enter some jujitsu tournaments. Jujitsu and uh, leave the fighting some other people. Ryan Span again. I can't believe this guy's ranked. If I'm being honest with you, um. But he is, and uh, you know that's what we got to live with at 205. I think uh, I think I still just have a sour taste of the Johnny Walker. The Johnny Walker fight IQ thing was just so fucking bad. Like you had the guy hurt. Johnny Walker gets knocked out by children, and you shoot a takedown. Fuck, that burns me to this day. This hair is burning me. Hang on a second. Oh my god, this hair is just. You're gonna hear me complain about this hair until I fucking cut it. All right. That was coming event. Uh, the one fight that should have been a coming event. Next up, Danny Gay versus uh, Gavin Tucker. I'm a five star man. I mean, Danny Gay, five star man. Now I know this fight went very quick, twenty two seconds, but I'm really high in Gavin Tucker. Um, I said it. I, I picked Gavin Tucker as the underdog play. I was nervous about it. I thought this was a bad matchup for him. It was. I banked or hopefully banked on the fact that Dane Ige just didn't get up for this fight, right? Fighting Calvin Cater in the main event, fighting Edson Barboza. Then you go an unranked, kind of unknown Gavin Tucker, and you fucking put him out with a punch, a beautiful punch. I mean, Gavin Tucker jumped in there wide open, right down the pipe, right hand, slept him. Gavin Tucker has been hurt in the past. Little bit of a chin issue. Obviously, he's never been knocked out until now, but... He's definitely been hurting a lot of fights. And Dan Ige's just got that power at 145 to just separate you. Um, he was the only five-star guy in this card. I thought he looked great. Uh, he fought a really good guy, a guy I'm high on. A guy that if he would have won, he would have made my, my guys list. I'm not down on Gavin Tucker. I still think he's a very talented guy. I just think now with his age, he's about to be 35. The fact that he's been touched in fights and has been hurt. Um, it's a guy you got to kind of look at. You got to kind of keep an eye on. And, and, and I don't know what his ceiling is at 145. I think he can give some great performances. I think he's good on the ground. He's got good boxing, but uh, his defense is to be desired and, and his chin as well. And, and his age, his age is getting up there. So props to Danny Gay. A lot of people had Danny Gay big. They loved that low number. 
that's all me. I overlooked it, and uh, and and Gavin Tucker was just was just my guy. I was looking at in that fight. He got a one. Gavin Tucker got a one because twenty two seconds, you get put out. This was supposed to be a war. This was supposed to be fight of the night, and uh, you just can't take it. You know what I mean? You're a stand up guy. You pride yourself on a boxer, and you and you walk in there and you fucking get slapped with one punch. I know it can happen to anybody, but um, fuck, that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. David Granger, Jonathan Martinez. This fight, fucking goddamn, this fight kills me. All right, so this was this was killed my slime ball, uh, my mortal lock. I believe there's a clip of me on the last show. I said some crazy stuff. I gotta clip it. I gotta rip it, and I gotta pin it to my profile till I win the next mortal lock. It was some. I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something like, "This is the most guaranteed lock in the world," et cetera, et cetera. I'm a fucking idiot. If I'm wrong, you know, put this. I'll put this. You know what? I don't know. I I said some shit. I'll put it up. I'll get it. I'll rip it. I'll edit it out. Um, Martinez got a two, and David Grant got a three. Stars, that is. My star system. Uh, listen, John Martinez, the first round, he was just kind of feeling David Grant out. David Grant throws a lot out there. He's in your face. He's moving. He's throwing some stuff. He's kind of awkward. His, his technique isn't the greatest in the world. He's decent on the ground, but he's just throwing a lot out there in front of Jonathan Martinez, who was just kind of dancing around and biding his time and blocking most of it but you know it was kind of losing the round it was it was competitive but he was he was slowly falling behind and then he fucking drops davy grant bad at the end of the first round finishes up won the first round right comes out second round a lot more the same in the first davy grant again is just is just outpacing him outworking him throwing big stuff mixing in his his, his loopy punches his weird angle punches his weird angle hooks and body shots and and just really mixing up well and, and, and just kept freezing Martinez. And it looked like Martinez, like in the first, was just kind of biding his time to maybe land that big shot. And then when he went to go throw it, David Grant landed on left hook, knocked him out, put him out. Same left hook he knocked out Martin Day with. And, uh, yeah, that was all she wrote. I was sick to my stomach after this. I, I truly was. I couldn't believe what had just happened. And my problem is this, right? I have a lot of problems, right? Uh, but I... <sighs> Davy Grant's a name, just his name. Davy Grant's a guy I can't get behind. I'm sorry, but I need to. He's on a three fight winning streak. He only fights once a year, so he's not the most active guy in the world. He's not like fighting high high level competition, but he's a guy that I always fade, permanently fade, no matter what. And it, it's obviously come back to bit me. I don't think I had much on Martin Day, uh, if anything, but I know I picked Martin Day to win, and, and Davy Grant knocked him out. Um, but he's a guy that I, I think maybe deserves my respect a little bit. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say that I tease him a lot. If you go back and listen to a podcast, any podcast that David Grant's fought that I picked, uh, him or, you know, picked his fight. I, I make fun of him. Ultimate fighter guy, just never been impressed with him. And, and he comes out there and he does his own thing. Seems like a fucking nice dude too. But I owe David Grant an apology. I got to respect the guy more. You know, a lot of people were high on Martinez. I was kind of like about to be high on Martinez. He gets rave reviews in the gym. People like him. He's super skilled. You know, is he's looked good in the UFC. And and uh, yeah, I mean, he just got caught with a punch, a big, big punch that he was throwing a punch as well. And, and, he, and he dropped his right hand. And uh, that's all she wrote. But I, I wanted, I regardless, I wanted him to do a little more, you know, that he looked good in the first round. It was a competitive first round. He dropped him, but... You know, David Garrett gets a three and Jonathan Martinez gets a two. You almost got a one, almost got a zero. I almost burned a fucking paper um, that I had it written down on just because of what happened to me. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a grown-up about it. I'm going to be a man about it. I'm going to take it. Speaking about taking it and being a man about it, 
Uh, fuck me, man. Matthias, uh, Matthias Nikolaou versus Manel Cape. <sighs> okay. So I had Manel Cape. I had him for a unit. This was my get back spot here. I was confident in him. A lot of cappers I like. Christian, uh, who you guys are going to be hearing from soon, was on was on Cape too. He's he's a good capper. He um, it made me confident in my pick. Right, I didn't really want to put money on him, but he was low enough, and I saw a lot of guys picking Nicolau, and I didn't see why. I don't think the guy's overly talented. Um, and now Cap came out, dropped the first round. Um, and uh, it was pretty obvious. He, he looked a little tentative again, worried about the takedown, got taken down, played his guard game a little bit. Second round was a little more loose, right? Kind of hurt Nikolai a little bit, at least wobbled him, and uh, really started kind of putting the pressure on it and stole that second round. And third round came out, was the fresher guy, was uh, in the first half of the round, wasn't doing much, but the second half took over, landing a nice knee, two knees. I thought he eked out the third round. Now, I'm not going to go robbery. A lot of people are like, oh, you're just saying robbery because you got money on it. Sure, I'm an emotional guy, and I will say that. But I thought it was a bad decision. Every um, media member had it for Cape. I I just don't know how you give that third round to Nick Lau. I don't think he did anything. I I think he retreated the whole time. He landed some decent punches, but they were like, you know, off his back foot, like defending Cape coming forward. Um, it, it, it's a bad decision. And and I gave Nikolaou three and I gave Cape three as well. They're both three, three. I thought it was a competitive fight. I thought Cape, a guy, this guy coming in highly touted prospect, a guy that I've been looking forward to watch, you know, fights Pantoja, a fucking beast. And then, you know, gets Nikolaou who's making his comeback to the UFC should have been a winnable fight. I know it was on short notice. Cape looked in great physical shape, showed a great chin, showed some great power. Just needs to be a little more active in there. He's 0-2 to start his UFC career in a division where it's thin and in a division where he weighed in as an alternate for the title. Um, and he hasn't won a fight yet in the UFC. He's 0-2. Um, yeah, I just it's a bad decision to me. I'm not gonna say robbery, but it's close. I'm not gonna say it wasn't a robbery. I I you don't hear me coming on these airways much and screaming robbery i'm not that guy but uh it's fucking damn near close to a robbery i'll tell you that much right now it's it's a theft might not be a full-blown arm robbery but it's definitely a theft i got one stolen from me and i got mad i slammed some shit my wife and i were yelling at each other she was asking me what's wrong i kept shushing her she's like what she's holding the baby i'm like shh like she doesn't like to be shush boys and she fucking went off on me and uh, we got in a little argument, which we never do because of fucking this. I can't win the close ones. This was a tough one for me, guys. I tell you, a rough night. I thought maybe this was my comeback spot here to get a little, to, to save some face, to get a little value back. And, you know, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? All right. Eric Anders, yo boy versus Darren Stewart. Uh, both got two for me, no contest, another illegal knee. The big takeaway for me is Eric Anders look fucking ripped. Like, I know he's jumped up to 205, but when I, wa- I rewatched pretty much all these fights back, I rewatched this fight back, his back and his chest, and I mean, he looked fucking shredded. And maybe he always has, maybe I just haven't paid attention. Darren Stewart's a ripped up dude too, but Eric Anders looked fucking shreddy, bro dominating the fight, dropped Darren Stewart. Darren Stewart's got a great chin, dropped him, almost finished him multiple times and landed a dumb knee in the heat of the moment. 
Really bad mistake because Eric Anders was dominating this fight. Probably could have finished Stewart later on. Stewart wanted to continue, didn't want to weigh out. It wasn't that bad of a knee. It was, it was partially blocked. Um, they called a no contest because it was one foul, and, and the, the ref made a decision. Or excuse me, the doctor made a decision. Herb Dean says, Doc, make a decision. And he had Darren Stewart walk to him. He walked to him, and, and, and he called it. I don't know really what was said with Darren Stewart, but um, it's unfortunate. I think Eric Anders would have won this fight. I had Darren Stewart win by decision. He's a tough dude. He could have came back in that fight, but Eric Anders looked sharp. He looked faster than I've seen him. That left hand was pinpoint. That's what he dropped uh, Stewart with, and he looked really good. They both got two for me just because there was it, it was it was a no contest and and, and was a competitive fight. Um, <clears throat> but I think when you when you're looking at this, Darren Stewart probably was dizzy and, and a little cloudy when the when the uh, the doctor saw him probably because he just got fucked up, not because of the knee. Because if you watch the knee back, it's not that bad of a knee. It was definitely not an aljo knee. I think the damage beforehand was the real reason he was like, okay, I'm going to take a break, whatever. And the ref looked out because he got fucking dropped. And Darren Stewart has a chin from hell. That doesn't happen much often. Um, but, yeah, I mean, could they run it back? Maybe. But I think both guys maybe need to move on. And and Eric Anders, this boy, yeah, boy, he should look shreddy. Angel Hill versus Ashley Yoder. This is probably my big mistake. Angel Hill got a three. Ashley Yoder got a one. Whenever Angela Hill is this big of a favorite, I, I fade it, and I probably will continue to do that. She looked great. Her stand-up looked good. She looked like the way more evolved, improved fighter over Yoder. Yoder hung in tough, got hurt to the body, and then every time Ashley or Angela Hill would come in to kill, Yoder would get her down. But Angela Hill looked fantastic. She looked sharp in here. I can't believe how old she is. She's like 37 or something. I can't believe that. But um, I'm a big Angela Hill fan. I, I, I like her on social media. I think she's funny, but I fade her quite a bit. Um, you know, she has dropped the ball in some big fights and, and this was the one where it was a pure line play at plus 275 for Yoder. And, and, uh, it was a fight I did not end up betting. I just picked against Yoder, but, uh, yeah, Angela Hill looked good. I, I would have gave her a four, maybe, maybe scratching on a five if she would have finished, but she gets a three. She looked really fluid on the feet, good combinations, good body work, really hurt Yoder and, and, and great cardio too. Great pressure. And, just to not take her fucking foot off the gas and, and let Yoda breathe. Yoda was on her back foot the whole time, and really the only offense she landed was some takedowns, but that's just because Angela got a little overeager. So, uh, yeah, that's the one thing. I mean, when I go back and look at this card, since I had an absolute terrible fucking night, I go back and I go, what, what, what would you do different, Brian, right? And there's really not much. I mean, it's so fucking easy. It's so easy to be an asshole capper that goes back and was like, well, I should have done this. Should have did this. Should have done that. Be honest with yourself. If you would have picked the card again, you're picking it probably the same way. This card was a, was a tough card. I definitely would have probably respected Hill more. I don't think I would have went and chased Yoder. Um, even though I didn't bet it, I picked her. And and maybe um, I wouldn't have gave so much stock on Wit. Wit was a, a guy that I gave out to quite a few people. I really thought he was going to wrestle and look really good, and and we'll get to that fight. He's clearly got a chin issue, and so that one stings. But I don't think I'd t- I don't think I'd pick any different, really. I think, you know, maybe I take maybe I look at the Serkinov span fight a little more, and but 
honestly, like I, I, I can't go back and switch anything. I just, you know, I, I'm not going to be that guy that would have, could have, should have, you know, whatever. I did what I did. It's a fucking horrible night. I take it on the chin and I can fucking keep moving. Charles Jordan versus Marcelo Rojo fight a night. In my opinion, this fight was fucking awesome. Marcelo Rojo, Megan is UFC debut, up away class. This guy's exciting. The T-Rex. I took a shot at him uh, by KO and straight, uh, straight wager. Plus 210 is what I got him at. This kid's a wild man, right? He's tough. He's durable. He's big, heavy-handed. I have doubted Jordan's skills or at least his power. I think he's a decent striker, and he gets fight uh, stronger as the fight goes on. But I just thought Rojo was going to kind of maybe be a little too much for him in, in the striking department power-wise, right? Because Jordan doesn't have the power. He has the technique. But I tell you what, Jordan, Jordan impressed me. I watched this fight again um, yesterday. And in between the second and third, you know, it was a close fight. Some people had Marcel up to his corner was super real with them. His corner's like you it could be one one, it could be two two. Or excuse me, it could be two oh. Because they're very close. I thought I thought it was one one. I thought Marcelo one one and Jordan maybe squeaked out. But I could see two oh. Fuck fuck all no. fuck all uh fuck. Huh? I messed up. <laughs> uh it could have been two oh. I don't know. Um, but Rojo looked good. Guy show he belonged there, right? Jordan, I think, is a is a tricky guy, a, a pretty respected guy, at least from Canada. But anyway, in the corner, he goes, I'm going to be a world champion. I got to go out and finish this. And at the time, I remember Tim texted the group chat. I was like, fuck off, right? I kind of thought the same way, like, buddy, relax, right? But then when I rewatched it, I'm like, well, I kind of like that. Because he came out in that third as a killer and finished the fight. He came out bloodthirsty and hungry and finished a tough dude. Um, fucked him up too. Rosello uh, or Marcelo Rojo is doing the rounds media and he's showing his face a lot and he got fucked up. His face is a mess. Jordan went out there and put it on him and and, and I like that. You know, he gets stronger as the fight goes on. I think he needs to improve on a lot of areas, but um, this is a young kid that that went out there and wanted it and got it. And I like that. I like that a lot. He could have been down two rounds. I don't know what the official scorecards were. It was a close fight. They always say don't leave it into the hands of the judges. And he did it. He went out there with 30 seconds to spare and fucking finished the fight. You got to respect that. You got to respect that. With that being said, he got a four-star. Marcelo got a three. Um, yeah, I mean, Jordan, I mean, listen, to get a five-star, you got to really blow my dick off and, and, and kind of dominate the fight. He didn't really do that, but he did look really good. I was impressed with his, with his heart, his toughness, and his willingness to fucking say, fuck it. If I'm down, I'm going out swinging. I'm taking this dude with me, whatever it is, and, and and I respect that out of Jordan big time. Awesome fight, though. Rojo belongs. I like to see him at 135. He's a, he's a legit dude. All right, um, Ronnie Yaya versus Ray Rodriguez. Ray Rodriguez got a zero. Yaya got two. What are you doing, Ray? What are you doing, man? Like, you know this guy's bread and butter, and you play on the ground with him, and you survive the first round. So you probably went back to his corner. I was like, I don't think he's got much. I don't, you know, I don't think he's got much, guys. I think I'm good on the ground. I got some submissions. I'm pretty good on the ground. I'm hanging with them. And then Yaya takes him down the second round. I was like, Are you good? Are you good? Okay, I'm gonna give you my third favorite choke. Not even my first favorite. My third favorite choke. Arm triangle. You're dead. Ronnie Yaya just keeps doing it. You know, it's one of the fights I got right. I didn't bet it. It was ballooned way too much. Respect to Yaya going out there. The name is great. And uh, the guy's just an ageist wonder. He's going to be fighting until he's fucking 70 in there, arm triangling idiots like Ray Rodriguez his whole fucking career. Next up, Nasrath Haparaz versus Rafi Garcia. Awesome fight as well. Another fight I got right. The two 
the two fights I got right. Um, Nasser Arsenal, good, right? Scared me a little bit. Um, Hafi Garcia, though, I tell you what, boys, this dude's tough. This dude took it, and he's and he's a lot bigger than I thought. I think I said on the podcast he's a little undersized. No, not really. I mean, Nasser a little longer, but he's he's a beefy boy for 155, and um, he belongs too. Listen, he's tough as nails. He took big shots. Nasser has has heavy heavy hands, and uh, great combinations. Tricky southpaw. Um, wish he kicked a little more. He kind of kicked in this fight. That middle kick was money. The the up the up the middle kick. Uh, Hafi, big big power puncher, was laying that right hand early, and Nasrat made an adjustment, didn't get hit with that right hand. Hafi's more of a fucking ground guy too. And um, Cup Swanson said they said on the broadcast, Cup Swanson says he's the strongest guy he's ever felt. Went for some takedowns. Nasrat uh, stuffed him quite easily, but. Uh, I like to see this guy again. I think he made. I think he fucking made a name for himself just on this loss. How tough he was. I gave Nas a, a, a four, excuse me, and I gave Hoffy a three. This was a great fight. It was a competitive fight. Um, I think Nas though needs to. I'm not gonna say switch camps, but he definitely needs to switch some things up. A lot of that stuff that he was doing that was that he was winning on is is kind of things that he's always been doing. I don't see this crazy involvement and improvement in him. I just see kind of what he's getting him to the dance right. Um, and he's a little vulnerable when he gets hit. I, I'm glad he made those adjustments and didn't get uh, didn't get caught with that right hand later on in the fight because he was getting caught pretty regularly in the in the first round and, and part of the second round. Made an adjustment, and um, yeah, I thought he looked good. I thought Garcia looked good. I like to you know both these guys are gonna be around for a while. I like to see Naz maybe get a, a bump up in competition and see who else there is at 155. I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, potential for this guy. And, and I wish this was Don Madge. It would have been a really fun fight. Don Madge was a 225 underdog. He's a stand-up guy as well. He's a little different than Garcia. He's longer. He's a tie boxer. He's got great kicks. He, he stays lanky. Nasrat closes distance really well. That would have been a really fun fight. That'd be cool if they rebook it. I'd be okay with that. All right, next up, Courtney Casey versus J.J. Aldrich. Now, I had I had Courtney Casey's my dog lock. It was a very very close fight. Now this fight, I actually scored Aldridge. Right, a lot of people were more upset online. I should say, a lot of people online were more upset over this decision than the Cape decision. Um, I rewatched it back, painfully rewatched it back. It's it, it was a fun fight, but it wasn't the best fight to rewatch back. Um, Casey landed the harder shots. JJ landed the more shots, I guess, and JJ obviously outgrappled her. I guess I would lean Casey, but I'm not going to cry about it. This was a fight I had a little bit of money on. I, I couldn't trust Courtney Casey all that much uh, with, with a full unit or, or multiple units being my underdog lock. Um, very, very close fight, though. I think if you know this fight could go either way, maybe in a different judge or different state, it could have went differently. That's Courtney Casey, though. She's going to be in these close fucking decision fights. Tough to bet on her, but they go both got three stars. I thought Aldrigs looked a little filled out there. She didn't wear a t-shirt like she normally does. I always thought she was a small 25er. She looked pretty big in there, a little wider. Uh, looks like she's putting some time into strength and conditioning. She showed it. She took down Courtney Casey and showed some strength. Uh, Junior Fry versus Gloria DePaula. Gloria DePaula just, I mean, this girl just doesn't belong in the UFC. Got absolutely dominated by Junior Fry, who I think is a legit girl, but has not won in the UFC yet. And just got out, she outmuscled DePaula and just beat her everywhere. I was obviously in the opposite end. June got a two and DePaula got a one. She's lucky I gave her a one. Fry only got a two just because I, I just I didn't see improvements. I just saw the same fighter and and, and with against a better competition, that's just not gonna work, right? I mean, I want to see improvement here. Just not gonna work. Uh, and then Matt Sellensberger versus Jason Witt. Witt got a zero because he burned me. Sellensberger got a three. 
this fight hurt. I gave this pick out a lot. I gave this pick out to Tim on the uh, DFS. I gave it out to some buddies at work. A guy DM'd me uh, on, on Instagram. I gave it to him. And the, it doesn't hurt as much as the Martinez hurt, but it does hurt me. I'd whip by sub and, and also by uh, straight wager. So I, I did lose some money on the first fight of the night. I mean, listen, Witt's got a defensive problem. He's got a fucking chin problem. He's been knocked out twice now. He's one and two in the UFC with two knockouts where he got fucking slept. Sato's a big power puncher. Selensberger is a big dude, but he's not like one punch knockout. At least he hasn't shown it in his career yet. And slapped him with a perfect kind of right hand. You know, Witt threw a naked leg kick. Uh, I think he was going for a calf kick or just some kind of naked kick. Not setting it up, dropping his hands, and Selensberger just fired a right hand right down the middle. Slapped him. Uh, Witt woke up. Uh, yeah. And uh, so this is probably it for me on on on. on Betting Jason Witt or picking Jason Witt, I'm going to have to fade him. Then he's going to wrestle fuck me to death, and, and I'm going to lose. That's really what I thought he was going to do. Salzburger has proven to, to have some issues with takedown offense and, and didn't need it. He's got the right hand. That's his best takedown offense, huh? What's up? Uh, but he even said in the post fight, I, you know, I'm surprised. Listen, I thought I was going to wrestle more, and I've been working on it. I've been working trying to get off my back. He's like, I, I thought it would be a second, third-round knockout. I got in the first. I mean, you can't, you know, 16-second knockout. Well, guy walked right into the right hand. So that was it. That's a card. Fucking awful showing by your boy. Not a good showing. Um, this is why I don't sell picks. Imagine if you sold your picks and you had a night like this. Like, how do you face your audience? I literally tell people sometimes on certain fights to fade me. And the the the, the situation I have here is I take this so seriously my picks and when i get my picks out that i don't take myself so seriously there's a there's a real fine line there and i just imagine what these touts with these guys that they get paid they get paid what whatever their packs are whatever i don't know how it works i never paid for picks but what do they do to their their customers what do they say they get the next one for free they gotta have some kind of system like that but it's wild like if i paid for a pick and the guy's like hey here, here's your pick for the week Nasser had apparatus, okay? Do a full unit on it. He, he closed at minus 550. I'm paying for that pick. Imagine if he if he gave out um, uh, Jonathan Martinez, which a lot of people were on. A lot of people I respect like Martinez. No one really saw David Grant knocking him out. What if they gave out Martinez? What are you going to do? I don't understand how it works. I could never. The pressure of selling your picks, I couldn't do it. I don't, I'd rather make money elsewhere. Besides begging on the street and selling my kids, I you know I'd rather make money elsewhere. I sell my hair. That's all I got. My hair is fucking long and lustrous. I'll sell it. Sell my hair before I ever fucking sell picks. I just, you just I just guys. That's how they make their money. That's how they make their living. They sell their picks, you know, and they fuck. I just don't get it. What if you lose? How do you look at your fucking customers? How, how do you get them to come back? So I got to pay for picks, and then I got I got to put more money down on the fucking, I got to actually use the money to gamble. What? I, you know, if you're out there and you're listening to this and, and you pay for picks, reach out to me and tell me what it's like. Do you get your money back if they're wrong? Like, well, how does this work? Um, it blows my mind. It really, it really does. And MMA is so fickle. It's such a hard sport that, I mean, I consider myself pretty goddamn fucking good. And I went two and nine. You know what I mean? This is a weird card. There's weird cards all over the place. But guess what? Guess what, boys? I'm feeling confident for this weekend. Brunson, Holland, let's go. I'm ready to go for whatever. How many fights are there? 13? I'm ready to go 13 and 0. 
Let's fucking go, dude. I'm ready. I'm fucking not down on myself. I'm ready to fucking win and win, baby. Okay, that's it. That's the show. MO Takes Podcast on YouTube, MO Takes Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, just put up a new YouTube video, me punching the bag with new gloves. Kind of fun. Uh, go watch it out. Make fun of me. Do whatever. Like it. Subscribe it. Whatever. Whatever they say. Pound that like button. Smash that like button. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Joe Bryan for writing that awesome review. If you are so declined and want to be a nice, nice fucking guy, go to iTunes. Subscribe, first off. Rate and review. Five stars, one star, whatever you think I deserve. I don't give a shit, right? Just rate and review. Um, that's how that's how they, they look at it, right? That's that's how these fucking ad companies look at it. Try to take this next level. I want to give you guys deals. I want to legitimize this. And I want to take everyone that supports this podcast to the fucking moon, baby. Let's go. Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.